Pastor Chuksogoye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg. Pastor Chuks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Hi, welcome to another edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. We have been sharing for the last 34 episodes. Tonight is episode number 35, and we have been sharing on the goodness of God. We're bringing understanding from God's word to help you comprehend this whole, this whole teaching around the goodness of the God that we serve. Do you know that your life is a reflection of the image of God that is inside of your heart? The experiences of your life, they coincide with the image of God that is in li- inside of your life. Meaning that your life is going to manifest what you think about God. So if your picture of God is broken, your life is going to be broken. And if we're going to fix your life, what we need to do is to fix the image of the God that you serve, the, 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 what you perceive as God, the image of God in your heart. Once we fix it, we fix your life. We're going to go to the service just now. But before we go to the service, I want to tell you about uh, the conference we have next week. We are starting the Johannesburg Kingdom Financiers Conference. Our annual conference for believers in the marketplace. Johannesburg Kingdom Financiers Conference 2020. It's going to be live online. Take a look. The Johannesburg Kingdom Financiers Conference 2020, live online from the 8th to the 14th of June, starting at 7 p.m. This year's theme is discerning and taking the territories of the new world with guest speakers, Dr. Charles Amole, Pastor Charles Ngobeni, Pastor Kunle Sorian, and hosted by Pastor Chuk Sogoye. Register online or via WhatsApp. Registration is absolutely free. Join us and gain wisdom on taking territories in the post-COVID-19 world. Well, I am so excited about the conference. I'm excited for what God is going to be doing at the conference. You need to register for the conference. The registration uh, is found at reslife.org.za. Reslife.org.za. That's where you go and you register. Conference is free, but you need to register to get the link to log on for the conference. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to the service as we deal with this concept of the goodness of God and the image of God that you carry inside of you. I'm going to be back when, once we are done at the service. It's a reflection of the image of God that you carry. Your life is a reflection of the image of God that you carry. So when you have a wrong image of God, Your life manifested. The church of Jesus Christ will not be able to re 
present Jesus to the world beyond the revelation of the true nature of God that we have. In other words, how much of God that can see through us is determined by how much we have seen and understood the nature of the God that we serve. Let me say it in another way. All brokenness, all, without exception, all brokenness is the fruit of a wrong perception of God. All. All brokenness is the fruit of a wrong perception of God. All. Meaning that if the brokenness in me is going to be fixed, then my view of God has to be fixed. All dysfunctions in all human beings is as a result of a perverted view of God. All. In the Garden of Eden, what the enemy did to Adam and his wife was to pervert their perception of God. He came and presented God to them as a liar. He came and told them that God lied to you. God is keeping away something from you that he doesn't want you to have. In other words, God is not love. God is not who he said he is. He came and presented that um, um, perverted view of God to Adam and, and his wife. And they bought it. And immediately they bought it. They became broken. So their view of God became perverted and they became broken. And we see that that God did not change towards them. Even though their view of God had changed, God did not change towards them. God knew they sinned. God knew they had disobeyed. But God still kept the appointment. God had an appointment to meet with them every day. At the cool of the day, God showed up. So even when they sinned, even when their perception of God changed, God did not change towards them. God still came. But guess what? When God came, he couldn't find them. They were now hiding from God. God was not hiding from them. They were hiding from God. In other words, their brokenness, now they had a wrong picture of God. And that wrong picture of God informed their behavior. So that behavior of running away from God and hiding was informed because they had a wrong picture of God. So, so the wrong picture of God they had was what pushed them into hiding. And they were running. And God says, where are you? Where, where are you? He said, no, we heard your footsteps and we went to hide. We went to hide because we, we heard you were coming. We went, since when did you start hiding from me? What is making you hide from me? You are hiding because you have a wrong picture. I want you to understand this morning, God wants to correct the picture of him that every one of us has deep inside of us. See, the world is broken today because 
people in the world have a perverted picture of the true nature of God. So if we're going to fix the world, if we're going to fix the brokenness in the world, if we're going to fix the brokenness in society, if we're going to fix the brokenness in South Africa, it, it has to be by a revelation of the true nature of God. People have to see God for who he is. The moment we see God for who he is and the picture of God we have changes, then we change. And as we change, we are able to influence the people around us because then they can see the goodness of God through us. And that also causes them to reconsider the picture of God that they have. And that's where we fix the world. Amen. And I, 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 I said this. I heard God a couple of weeks ago saying that he is bringing a revival of the true nature of the father back to the church. And you're going to hear this message, not only me, you're going to hear other apostles and prophets preaching this message of the goodness of God. Because God wants to remove the picture that his people carry of him on the inside. Hallelujah. When you know the God that you serve and understand his true nature, everything about you changes. What you believe about God shapes your life. What you believe about God defines you. What you believe about God controls your behavior. What you believe about God changes the way you relate with people. What you believe about God. Why would Cain kill his brother? Wrong picture of God. Wrong picture of God. What, what raised the jealousy in Cain? God asked them to offer him a sacrifice. Abel offered a blood sacrifice. Cain offered, you know, when we're in Sunday school, they say he offered rotten, rotten vegetables. I don't know. Whatever it was that he offered, it was not accepted to God. And then he gets angry. He gets angry. Now, because he had a wrong picture of God, he gets angry. And then God is asking him the question, if you did well, will you not be accepted? So if he had a better picture of God, he could have righted his wrong. Instead of getting angry at his brother who did better. Opportunity was given to both of them. He didn't do well. His brother did exactly what God wanted. God accepted his brother's sacrifice. If he had a better picture of God on the inside, knowing that God is a redeeming God, that God is a forgiving God, that God is a loving God, that God does not use our shortcomings against us. If you understood that, when God said to him, if you did well, will you not be accepted? That was when he could have said, okay, what do I need to do to do well? Let me fix my mistake. God said, if you did well, I will accept your sacrifice. That was where if he understood the true nature of God, that God was not out to get him, that God was not out to punish him, that God was not rejecting him he would have just fixed his error right there and he would have been accepted but he didn't know god and unfortunately humanity have carried a wrong picture of god until jesus came and jesus died but before he died he declared that i am the true picture of god 
anybody who sees me has seen the father. I am the truest representation, the express image of the father. So if you want to see who God is and understand his heart, watch me. Study me. Follow through my actions and the way that I have related to different scenarios. That's the way the father thinks and behaves. But what has happened is, even after Jesus died and showed us the father, wrong teachings in the church, a religious spirit is still out there painting pictures of God that is not him. Because people are mixing up the God we see in the Old Testament. And they're still thinking it's the same that we see now. No. In the Old Testament, they could not see the true nature of the Father. Hallelujah. Until Jesus came. All right. Matthew chapter 20. Before we read Matthew 20, God is absolutely good. Let's say that together. God is absolutely good. And God is infinitely good. Those two words, absolute and infinite, you need to get it. God is absolutely good. Absolute means there is no evil in him. It's goodness at its purest form. Goodness that has zero contamination. Goodness that has zero impurity. Goodness that is so pure. God is absolutely good. There is no evil in him. No evil proceeds from him. Please get it. God is so good. No evil proceeds from him. Bible says God is light. In him there is what? No darkness at all. So there is no evil in God. He's absolutely good. And all that proceeds from him, all that issues are from him, is goodness and its purest form. So that speaks of qualitatively. The goodness of God is absolutely pure. That's qualitative. The goodness of God, not only that it is absolutely pure, is also infinite. Meaning, it's limitless. It's unending. So when God pours out goodness, there's no limit to it. You can't quantify the goodness of God. So not only that, it is, it is absolute. In other words, it's clean, it's pure, no evil. It's also limitless. So qualitatively and quantitatively, the goodness of God has no comparison. Amen. So, when we are reaching out to understand the God that we serve, please understand those two words. His goodness is infinite. His goodness is absolute. Amen. Somebody said, your goodness in my life is infinite. And your goodness in my life is absolute. So it's not only that it's absolute, it's also infinite. It's important that you understand that. Meaning that when you're locking in the goodness of God, you can't, you can't survive. You can't escape. 
it over, overwhelms, it pours. It just pours because it's infinite. It's limitless. It's far better. Hear this. It's far better than your mind can picture it. The goodness of God towards you is far better than your mind can capture it. So, so if, you, if your mind can come conceptualize you know, a, a, any configuration of goodness, it is better than what your mind can put together. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 20. I, I'm going to it's 16 verses. I don't have the time to go through all of it. But it's a story that we all know. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now, he had, when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. So, this is like you know, in the mornings when you come out, you come to builder's warehouse. There are these guys who stand there waiting for peace job. They are, some of them are artisans, some of them are technicians, some of them are unskilled, some of them are partially skilled. And they are there waiting for someone to hire them. And that's the picture. And this guy comes, the landowner comes in the morning and finds a group of guys standing in the labor market waiting to be hired. So he takes them and he negotiates with them. He says, how much are we going to pay you? They say 200 rand per day. Okay, good. Are you sure? They say, yeah, that's what we charge. 200 rand per day. Alright, go and start working. They, they go in and they start working. When they made that negotiation, the wages that they elected to receive was satisfactory to them. So, he put them there, they started working. Verse 3. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. So these guys were not there when he came the first time. So these are people who woke up late and they pitched up there. When they got there, it was the third hour and then the master came and negotiated with them. And he said to them, what, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Again, he went out about the sixth hour and the ninth hour. So he was gone every three hours. Every three hours, he would go out there and he would meet a new set of laborers. And about the eleventh hour, so he went on the ninth hour and then eleventh hour, he went. So this time he went two hours later and he found others standing idle and said to them why have you been standing here idle all day they said to him because no one has hired us so he said to them you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right you will receive so when evening had come the owner of the vineyard said to his steward call the laborers and give them their wages beginning with the last to the first it's interesting so these guys who were hired at the 11th hour They were the first to be paid. So when those who, who were hired about the 11th hour, they each received a denarius. When the first came, they supposed that they would receive more. And they likewise received each a denarius. 
Verse 11. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner. Alright. The guys who were hired in the morning, they were hired and the landowner said, I'm going to pay you 200 rand. Now, these guys were working. Three hours later, another group of guys joined. And they were working. Another three hours later, another group of guys joined. And they were working. And then, at the 11th hour, the last batch of guys were brought and they joined. When pay time came, they started paying from the last set of guys who joined. They probably worked maybe an hour or two and it was end of day. And they paid them a denarius. And eventually, it got to the first set of guys. And the first set of guys, they also got what was negotiated. And now they are complaining. They say, how can you pay us the same thing that you paid the guys who just came like in two hours? And the master said, but come on guys. I paid you what we agreed. I paid you what we agreed. I didn't cheat you. Yeah, but you paid these guys who did one hour the same thing you are paying us, even though we worked for eight hours. And the question of the master is, what's that to you? I have a right to show goodness to anybody that I want to show goodness. I didn't cheat you. I gave you what we agreed. I have a right to pay them also what I choose to pay them. The Bible said this parable illustrates the kingdom of heaven. This is important. Every time you see a parable and they say the parable, this parable, you know, the kingdom of God is like this or the kingdom of heaven is like this. It's trying to teach us spiritual principles about the nature of God. And what do we see about the nature of God from this story? God often will bless people out of his own goodness, not out of their own merit. Hallelujah. Out of his own goodness, not out of their own merit. So, your goodness, your qualification, God puts it aside and decides to bless you out of his own heart. And when people see that, sometimes people want to complain. How can this brother who just joined the church last month be the one to get the breakthrough? How can this sister who just came now she's the one who's just getting, getting married and getting married to the finest brother in church? Ah. <laughs> and the tendency is for you to get angry at what God is doing in someone else's life. Now you got to be careful not to allow the goodness of God that he shows someone else become your problem. Because if you understood his heart, if you understood his heart, that his goodness towards each and every person is infinite and is absolute. So what you do is of getting jealous about his goodness that you believe someone else doesn't deserve. You reach out. 
to him and say, God, I also deserve goodness that I don't qualify for. Amen. You see, if those guys, instead of complaining about what was given to someone else, reached out to the heart of the master, that same heart that blessed these guys beyond what they worked for. If they also said, no, bless us, even as you have blessed these guys, it would have been a, a totally different story. But there they are complaining about what God did in someone else's life. So, God chooses to bless us because of who he is. Amen. God chooses to bless us because of who he is. Meaning, I need to reach out to his heart of goodness as a basis to demand a blessing, not my own goodness. Hallelujah. In other words, I cannot use my own goodness or my own qualification or my own hard work as a basis to demand something from God. I need to use his goodness as a basis to receive anything from him. So when I hear people say things like, I don't understand why God hasn't done it. I have been faithful in my titan. You haven't understood God. I have been serving in the church. You haven't understood God. I have been faithful. I've been doing this. I've been doing this. You are using your own goodness as a yardstick. In the New Testament, God uses his own goodness as a basis to bless me and you. And I need to learn to reach out to his own heart, not my own heart. To his own qualification, not my own qualification. His own sufficiency, not my own sufficiency. To demand a blessing. Amen. So when I understand that his heart is good towards me, and his heart is infinitely good and absolutely good, I reach out to that heart to get a blessing from him. Somebody say amen. Matthew chapter 5. You got to understand the heart of the God that you serve. You have to understand it. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. Listen to this. He says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. You shall what? Love your neighbor, your neighbor and hate your enemy. In other words, if someone is nice to you, be nice to them. If someone is not so nice to you, return the coin. Pay them with their own coin. That's Old Testament. Jesus is referring to something that was stated in the law of Moses in Leviticus chapter 19. Verse 18. He said, you have heard that it was said. This is what confuses people. Because it was said in the Old Testament. He says, now, now, now. I say to you. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. 
For, for what reason? That you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. And sends rain on the just and the unjust. So now that you have received the nature of God in you. He says, let goodness be all that come out of you. Whether people deserve it or not. Whether people deserve it or not. In other words, choose to do whatever you do out of the goodness of God revealed in your own hearts. Not because they deserve it. Not because they qualify. Hallelujah. And he says, do this so you can show that you are a child of an absolutely good God. This father blesses the good and the evil. Everybody. Why? Because that's all that can come out of him. Goodness. So he can't look at evil people and repay them with evil. Because there's no evil in him. So all that can come out from him to bless an evil person is good. Because that's who he is. He's absolutely good. In the Old Testament, it was not exactly like that. And the people haven't met the God of the New Testament. So they're still relating according to the Old Testament and they think God is like that. God is not like that. Jesus says, I am saying to you now, Moses taught you that. And unfortunately, do you know there are many churches who have built their doctrine around the God of the Old Testament. That's where all this prayer, God kill my enemies. That's where it comes from. Have you heard those prayers before? on my enemies. That's where it comes from. Because in the Old Testament, he says, kill your enemies. That's what he said. Hate those who don't like you. If they give you hate, give them times 10 hate. But Jesus says, but now I say to you, because the true nature of God has no evil in his heart. So all that God dispenses is good. So the evil, the good, everybody gets good from God. The just, the unjust, everybody gets good from God. That's the God we serve. Amen. Well, what an awesome word. What an awesome word. You see, God pours out his goodness on all of his creation, including you. I want to prophesy to you today that the goodness of God is going to overflow in your life. The goodness of God is going to overflow in any, everything that you touch. The goodness of God is going to overflow even the whatever circumstance that you're dealing with right now. I prophesy that you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Thank you for joining us in this broadcast. If you would like to receive the message I just shared as an audio format, oh, you're welcome to contact us. The number is plus 2781 four two one zero eight three five if you send us a whatsapp message on that number plus two seven eight one four two one zero eight three five we'll be happy to send you um the audio format if you watched by facebook please share uh the 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 the, the file share the video let everybody around you come to a grasp of the goodness of god if you watch by youtube subscribe to our channel please click the notification button so that you can get uploads of the content that we are going to be putting out on the on the channel thank you so much for 
joining us tonight. Uh, the number that is on the screen, plus 2781421-0835, is the number to reach us if you do need us to pray with you. If you do, not, do need us to agree with you, need any kind of spiritual help, please feel free to reach us. We are here for you. We are really here for you. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. I continue with the next episode tomorrow, same time, 7 p.m. South African time. I look forward to seeing you. Please invite everybody you can. It's going to get better tomorrow. God bless you. Good night. The Johannesburg Kingdom Financiers Conference 2020, live online from the 8th to the 14th of June, starting at 7 p.m. This year's theme is discerning and taking the territories of the new world with guest speakers, Dr. Charles Omole, Pastor Charles Ngobeni, Pastor Kunle Sorian, and hosted by Pastor Chuk Sogoye. Register online or via WhatsApp. Registration is absolutely free. Join us and gain wisdom on taking territories in the post-COVID-19 world.